Hey guys, it's Vince. If you're finally looking to get a grip on this whole marketing thing, uh, we got the six-week new client surge program coming up. It's in February. It's our flagship program where we teach gym owners how to be the masters of their marketing. You're going to learn how to raise your prices. You're going to learn how to generate more leads. You're going to learn how to convert those leads. Uh, it's really a full comprehensive masterclass on how to own the marketing side of your business. So there's a link in the show notes. Go ahead and click the link. It's got all the deets there. Uh, we start February 4th, but if you sign up before Jan 1, you get a special discounted price. So go ahead, hit the link in the show notes, and let's get rolling. Welcome to the Fitness Business University podcast. This is Tom Langton. Vince Gabriel is not in the studio with me today, but I have a very special guest on the line, Mr. Anthony Bevilacqua. Am I saying that properly, Anthony? Bevilacqua? Yeah, you got it, man. Bevilacqua, Bevilacqua. It's so Anthony. fun fact, Tom, actually, my, my last name means drink water. You hear me? In Italian. Yeah, that's what it means, drink water. So Bevilacqua. That's what it means. I bet you, you use that. You use that a lot with your clients, don't you? Oh, they love it. They eat it up, man. <laughs> uh, Ant Anthony is the owner of AB Fitness in uh, in Long Island. So if you're not from the area, I mean, you, everybody knows Long Island, but you're in East Meadow, Long Island, right? Right. Yeah. All right. So so tell tell your story a little bit. You know, well, well I'll, I'll give you a little insight. Ant Anthony just won the the Business Owner of the Year in the SBF Mastermind, which is a pretty a pretty cool honor. There's some there's some pretty big dogs in that in that group, so so that was a pretty, that was a pretty cool honor. Were you surprised when you won the when you won the award? Uh, to be honest, not really. <laughs> uh, you know, I've grown so much in a year, and um, you know, I I kind of knew that it was coming. You know, so, I think the business owner of the year award just is more about like a business owner changing and doing everything possible to better their business, and I've done so much in one year, so I kind of knew it was coming. So let's, so let's, 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 this let's, is the face of the first year, man. The first right, award, right, first right, year. Right. So let, let's dive, let's dive into it. Tell your story a little bit. So how'd you get, and how did you get, I mean, you've had, you have like a broad range. I mean, you've done bodybuilding, powerlifting. So talk about like your journey into fitness and how you got to where you are now. Yeah. So it's like a typical kid, you know, every person who picks up weights, you know, I was really skinny growing up. Didn't want to be skinny anymore. Started working out, put on muscle, the whole story, you know, so many other people's journeys start like that. Um, so Got into bodybuilding, competing, and all that, and I uh, started training. I started training people. I, I loved it, right? So I actually loved training people and the whole part of it. Um, so I, on, I got certified, and on my 18th birthday, I literally walked into the gym because that's when you can officially get your certification at 18. I walked into a big box gym that was literally down the block from my house, and I applied for a job. Of course, I got the job, and... Uh, here we are today, man. That's kind of how that's kind of how it started. So started at a big box gym, um, worked my way up from a regular trainer. Had no idea how to sell, so taught myself sales. Taught myself how to present myself. Because remember, I was an eighteen-year-old kid. And I'm selling, you know, four thousand-dollar training packages. You know, and so it takes a lot, especially the thing that I get the most all the time. Oh, you look so young. You look so young. And I used to hate getting that because it doesn't. There's no credibility to that, right? A young kid. What does he know about losing fat? So um, worked my way up. I started running the department. So I took over once I graduated with my degree in nutrition from college. I um, took over the department. I ran the department. Um, during that time, I actually started a website too, and I would train people like um, online or whatever because that was kind of like big during that time. 
And uh, I had started a podcast and the gym caught wind. And I actually never told you guys this story either, but the gym caught wind that I started a podcast and was like training people online, which really didn't compete with the gym at all. But uh, they didn't like that. They didn't like that at all. And the atmosphere at the gym wasn't very good. I built that department up from 10,000 a month to like 50. When I took it, when I, when I started, it was making like 10,000 a month. So uh, they didn't like that at all. And they actually gave me an ultimatum. They said, listen, take down the website, stop doing what you're doing now. And, or you're, you're fired. So I told them, I said, okay, I'm, I guess I'm done. And I just walked out, man. So I went from having a full client load and like making good money, like decent money, you know, when you work for a gym, whatever, whatever kind of money you want to call that. Um, and left, I had my daughter at the time. It was a just, it was a really a life altering thing for me. So literally that night I called all of my clients. I told all of them what happened. And at the time I was living in Long Island, the gym was in Queens. So it's like a half hour commute. So I actually got some of my clients to come to my house to train in my house because I had a little gym set up in my house for myself personally and uh, built that up. That took five years. I built that up to full, t full load, man. I mean, I was working 78 hours a week like most of you guys have um, by myself one-on-one. -on -one. Then um, that was five years ago. Then opened up a storefront about a year and a half ago now at this point. And as soon as I moved into the storefront, I basically started with you guys. And now I switched over to semi-private training and I'm doing zero work almost now at this point. It's actually insane. So, so talk, talk about, you have, you have like a unique business though, right? So you guys, I mean, the, the fitness model has always been 60 minute sessions, you know, a couple times a week. And you, and you kind of, you kind of broke that mold. You guys do what? 30 minute sessions, right? Yeah, we're at 30 minutes. That's it, man. We, I've always done 30 minutes, actually. When I was at the gym, we were doing um, you know, 60-minute sessions, and I switched it. I switched the whole department to 30 minutes because for the average person, you don't need more than 30 minutes. You know, a housewife or someone who's trying to lose a little bit of fat, what do they need an hour worth of weight training for? They really don't. So I started doing half hours then because it obviously was more profitable. So one-on-one, -on -one, that was how I was able to get more profitable. And then I just kept that the whole way through. You can give someone a really good workout in 30 minutes, man. As long as you're not wasting time, they get a really good workout. And so, and so you said you recently, or you switched, when you started working with the, with the mastermind, you switched from a one-on-one -on -one to a semi-private. And that's, I think that's a, a switch that a lot of people struggle with. And they think they're not going to get the same results, or the programs are different, or people aren't going to like it. So, so how did that go for you? Was it a pretty smooth transition? Well, I guess I could tell you how I did it. So... How I did it was, first off, Vince gave me the really good advice of watching the movie The Founder. So for those of you who have seen that movie, who haven't seen that movie, the, in the movie, there's a scene where they're outside and they're like kind of mapping out the kitchen. So he's like, you need to do that. This is the McDonald's movie, right? Yeah, The Founder, yeah. Right, right, right. So I map out the gym. I basically do that, right? So I kind of map out the gym and I say, okay, how am I going to do this? How am I going to have all these people? Because I guess I should back up. I have a really small facility. My facility is like a thousand square feet total. Um, so there's not a lot of space. So I kind of mapped out what I would do um, during the session. And I was scared. Can I curse? Sure. <laughs> I was scared shit, man, to be totally honest with you. I was scared shit to do this because I'm like, no one's going to like it. Exactly what you just said. No one's going to like it. I've done one-on-one -on -one for my entire career at this point. 
So I'm like, no one's going to like this. This is not going to work at all. But whatever. I said, you know what I'll do? I, I did a couple of charity events. And this is how I actually tested it. So what I did was I did charity events. I charged for the charity events. I donated all the money to the charities. But it was my way of testing to see how all of this would work. So I did a couple of charity events. I think there probably three of them. I did them throughout like the three months or so. Because I was scared shit to pull the trigger, man. I really was. I was scared shit to pull the trigger. So it took me, I dragged my heels for about three months trying to do this. But every time we did a charity event, the system got better and better. So um, now what I did was then I just took all my clients and I said, okay, look, you're coming here once a week. You're coming here twice a week. You're coming three times a week. What if we did for the same money now, instead of coming twice a week, now you could come three times a week. And, you know, if you're coming once, now you could come twice. So literally, I just approached a handful of clients and I asked them, I said, listen, you know, let's, let's do this. I think it'd be better for your results. Now you could work out more for the same price. And uh, they were on board. And then that's kind of how it started. Now, the one-on-ones are so infrequent and I'm not working at all pretty much. It's, it's, it's actually scary because I went from doing everything to now doing almost nothing. Nothing at all. Like, so, so what, was, what was that transition like? I think that's something, again, another thing that a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with is like, you're the show. I mean, it's, it's AB fitness. Like people are coming to see you. People are coming to train with you. You probably had clients, like you said, you have you've had clients for five, six years and all of a sudden you're not even in the building. Right. So, so what, so, I think I still struggle with that a little bit, you know, cause it's, it's definitely more of a head trash type of thing where it's all about, you know, it's in your mind that like, ah, I don't know about this. It's me. It's me. But what I tell myself now is, okay, I built a system. This is a system for training. This is a system for everything. This is not, you know, my face. It's a system. And we actually, we talked about this in our last meeting that we have to really push more that this is a system and not, you know, training. It's a system. It's a specific system. And you're getting these results due to the system. So I think if you pr- look at it like I'm promoting a system, you're going to be way better off. So that's so what helped me at least. What, what about like hiring, hiring the staff and finding the people that replaced you? What, how, how did you go back? Because you, you, you actually hired your family members, right? Yeah. So, um, so obviously I started by myself. And when I was getting the storefront, I said, okay, the goal of the storefront is obviously to grow. So I'm going to have, I'm going to need trainers. So my sister was already working at another gym as a trainer. Um, and my best friend who I've done podcasts with and stuff like that, he was a trainer before in the past. He actually worked with me at the big box gym too. Cause remember I ran a department with a whole bunch of trainers. So that was an easy transition. I just said, listen, guys, you want to come on the team? Um, they came on, they started training one-on-one clients. So it was a transition for them too. You know, especially in the beginning, because the uh, same background, they didn't believe in the group sessions. You know, you see all this stuff online, you know, boot camp, this, that, and a lot of it's BS. So it was now creating a system that works for us and what we believe in. And I, I, I'm speechless about how far it's come. To be totally honest, I am. So, so let's talk about, I mean, obviously, if you're doing semi-private now instead of one-on-one, you need more bodies in the gym. So from a marketing and a sales, right. like how, how did that switch up? What are some of the stuff that, that you've picked up in the mastermind that you've implemented in order to get more bodies in the gym? Because that's, I mean, that's number one. In order to grow the gym, you need more clients, right? Right. Well, everything that I was doing before was just off, off the hand. If someone called me, wonderful. They signed up for training. You know, now I actually have a system for everything. Marketing calendar. I never had this stuff before. 
Honestly, and I, I, this could probably relate to a lot of people listening to this. I didn't think I had a business before. I really didn't. I, okay, I'm a trainer. That's what I'm going to do. I'm a trainer. And one of my biggest worries was, am I going to be a 50-year-old trainer, a 60-year-old trainer? What the hell am I going to do after a certain time? You know, and I was really scared about that, honestly. And I was, I've been looking for ways out of the fitness industry for years, for years. But it wasn't until like I joined, I started with you guys and started listening to what Vince said and, you know, the countless meetings that me and you have had. It's, it's amazing that you could actually make a business out of this. And I, I, like I said, man, I'm floored. I still can't believe it to this day when I'm talking to you about this right now. I'm like, I can't believe the, tra- the change. It's nuts. But having a marketing calendar was definitely one of the things that I didn't even know existed. Um, definitely having a scoreboard and making sure you're keeping track of the leads coming in, people coming in, um, you know, and just marketing in general. So Understanding you had, who you're talking to is really so you, important. Hold on, hold on. Let's roll this back. You were in business for five years on your own, and you had no you, – you were doing no, like uh, – no, you had no marketing strategy. You were just kind of going, like, word of mouth. Like, how, how did you – how did you get people before? It was just like referrals. Like, what was it? Yeah, referrals. They called my phone. <laughs> that was it. That was that was how that was how it was, man. Google reviews, just word of mouth. Really, that's really how it went. And I, I grew a three hundred thousand dollars business by myself, pretty much. Well, but, but what was the lifestyle? What was the lifestyle like? Because because I, I think that's another. Oh, I think that's oh. another common thing in the fitness industry is people are making money. Like you were making good money, but you were you were running yourself into the ground. Like you were. Like you said, you're working stupid hours doing everything, right? So, so I mean, that's that's pretty common. So, how has your life shifted? Like, I think that's the one one thing I, I really want to dive into because, like you said, I mean, right now I'm talking to you, you're in your house, you're not yeah. at the, you're not at the gym. It's a, it's a Thursday afternoon right now, and you're in your house. Like, who the hell is at the gym right now? You know, and I think that's so. What was that? What was, what, what what has changed from a lifestyle standpoint? Oh man, everything. I mean, I'm doing things. I, my kids are around. I see them so much more. So they appreciate that, obviously. Um, just everything. I, honestly, I'm bored. I'm bored. I can't believe to even say that I'm bored, man. I have literally, I don't have, to, I don't have to be accountable to anyone. Right. I mean, I have the things that I do during the week and I make sure I, I keep my training a priority. I block out my day. So I have like time to, to think. I have time to put together things that I have. They're just normal tasks, but um, I spend a lot more time with my kids, uh, my wife. It, it's, I mean, obviously, you know, I got into this with a flexible schedule also, and my f- schedule, I can do whatever I want. I'm on the podcast with you right now. I have another one with a local podcast uh, next week at a random time, too, like 11 o'clock. You know, so it's, it's definitely nice in that sense where it's like I'm not bound to having appointments and if I can't make it in for the day, I'm still making money. Whereas before, if I missed the client, I missed, I missed the chance to make the money. And that, that, that was the thing that scared me the most about all this. That's why I was looking for a way out of the fitness industry, to be totally honest. And, and that, now you're around, I mean, so you were, you've always been around trainers and we all, we're all always around like people that work out. But since you've been in the mastermind, you're surrounded by other business owners and other entrepreneurs from all over the country, really all over the world. It, so has, has that impacted the, the changes that you've made? I mean, of course, you know, when you, you can't fly, you can't hang out with the chickens if you want to fly with the eagles, right? So, you know, it's nice to be around people who know 10 times more than you. I don't speak up as much in the mastermind, I guess, as I should, because I really don't feel like I know as much as a lot of these guys because their experiences in business out far outweigh what I've done um, in business. You know, there was a question today about uh, one of the guys was having an issue with 
his employees and, and a member. And I wanted to comment and answer, but I was like, I don't know what to say. I have no idea. And it's a good thing. It's good to be in that position to be like, you know, the little guy in a big pond almost. So for me, just being around that environment helps tremendously because it helps you grow as a person, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, the thing that I, I, I got to come back to is you're doing all this out of a thousand square feet. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of people out there who are looking at their situation. And they're like, there's no way I can make money. Like, I don't have enough space. I don't have enough coaching. How many, how, what is your, how many people are on your staff? I have two. You have I have two. two. I have two. So, so your whole business is a thousand square feet and three people. Lean, and this, lean this, and mean, man. That's, it, it, it astonishes me, man. Like it's three people, you and two trainers and a thousand square feet and you're crushing it. So how the hell do you, I mean, yeah. obviously we can't map out the whole business plan, but like talk about that a little bit. Like, have you, have you thought about growing or is there not really a need to right now? I mean, I'm definitely comfortable, but you know, life's not about being comfortable, right? So I have aspirations to open up multiple facilities. Um, that's my main goal. But the main thing is right now just solidifying everything that we're doing. And I think we do a really good job of delegating tasks. My trainers that I have with me, because they're so close to me, uh, they trust me, I trust them. And, and I delegating and elevating them to leadership positions. So when there are new people on the team, it's going to be a lot easier for them to handle it and transition to it. So they do majority of the work. Like, so, for example, Tom, when me and you, when I came down to talk to you, we had our meeting. Because uh, Tom's a really great guy sometimes for those of you that are listening to this. You don't need to plug, you don't need to plug that. Man. Just, come on. Come on. <laughs> but anyway, so so uh, we had our meeting and me and you, we're sitting down, we're talking about what I'm talking about at the time. I think we were still fine-tuning my training system. And um, my phone was exploding with text messages, right? Remember that? I remember. I had like 60 text messages during that time because everything was me. I didn't have a CRM to, system. I didn't have anything. Clients were trying to schedule. Yeah. Right, we were at, we were, I didn't have any of that stuff. Right, we were at lunch, and you were you were setting up schedules for your clients. I remember right. that. So now I don't even deal with anything with the clients. I don't deal with text messages from them. I don't deal with billing questions. I don't deal with a thing. So, 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 I, so for people listening, like how do you do? Like how do you do that? How do, I think yeah, that's because so, like, because a, a lot of these like when people hear systems, it makes everyone think of work, right? Because like the more systems you add in, it's like well, someone's got to do it now. So, right. so how, how did that happen? So I literally wrote down what I did in a day, the full day. I said, this is what I do in a day, right? Aside from training clients. And then I just kind of separated the tests and put them into different positions. So like, okay, I know that my community manager w- is going to be in charge of dealing with client text messages, dealing with billing issues, dealing with this, dealing with that, whatever else I did that fit that role. And then I just kind of elevated one of my trainers up into that position because I think she was a great fit for it. And I'm like, okay, this is your tasks in addition to what you're currently doing. And then I, the other stuff that I thought my other trainer can handle, I kind of gave to him and it's been working out great. It really has. And then I, I had two interns. One actually left because she got another job. Um, but the other one's still coming up. So she's, she's training or whatever, but I really don't have a lot of work for her to do other than training. So I got to open up another places to, just to give her some hours. <laughs> so, so from a leadership standpoint, how do you keep your people happy? Because I think that's another, another question is like, the question that popped in my head is like, you're dumping all this work on these two people and you're saying like, you're not doing anything. So like, how do you not breed resentment? How, how, is it, how, how do you stay away from that of like, your employees looking at you like, this guy's, this guy's not doing anything anymore. He's not even here. So from a leadership standpoint, how do you handle that kind of stuff? That, 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 that well, had to cross your mind. 
Um, it actually didn't until now, so thanks, Tom. But, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, one of the things I think that's important is being transparent with your team. They know everything about the business. They know, they know their vision for the future. They know that their position is not just going to be a trainer forever. And they understand that. Test. They understand how important it is to keep clients. They understand what happens when a client leaves. They understand the importance of all that. And I think being transparent with them and not hiding things. You know, when I was working for the big box gym, we hid everything from the trainers. Trainers didn't know anything. All they knew was train the people and that's it. But I think including them in those, in those meetings and understanding what, where the business is going, the vision, you know, I think that makes them feel like they're more invested. And I'm invested in them too. I always do things for them. Uh, I got them both vacations. I, I do special things for them you know, throughout the year, they'll get a Christmas bonus at the end of the year this year. Um, they're both on salary. So they know I'm invested in them. They understand that, okay, look, if we don't have a lot of clients to fill the spots, I'm still paying you the same amount. So I'm taking a risk here, you know, to keep you guys happy. So I think that, and of course, things have evolved, right? And they have their own, I've given them little jobs where they can earn a little bit more money. So my other trainer, we decided to start an athlete program. Um, so he's fully in charge of that and he earns a certain percentage of that. Um, my other trainer, every time we do challenges or whatever, if she fills it, she'll get a bonus of a certain amount. You know, these are things that I put in place for them to earn extra money on top of everything that they're doing where it doesn't hurt the bottom line of the business and it's still pushing us forward. But like I said, I think the key is just making sure that they have um, an understanding of where the business is going. I think that that's extremely important. All right. Last, last question is about the culture because the last year and a half, you've had rapid growth. You come in the mastermind, you change your systems around, you had rapid growth. There, there had to be older clients that you've had forever who all of a sudden are looking around like things are different. Now it's, it's not one-on-one, Anthony's not here. How do you maintain the culture of AB Fitness as this rapid growth has happened? So that's been a challenge, obviously, because most people, well, I still get that today. You know, I still have some clients that I train because I like to train them. I've been training them for so long. So I... And listen, I'm a trainer. I like doing it, right? So I do keep some clients because uh, I like training them, but I only really train who I want to train, right? So um, a lot of those clients I still have because I still like to see them. But other ones really didn't. They got over that fact, I think, because they they see the growth in it too. You know, not only have we done good things inside the gym, we've gotten people results and you know, all the stuff that all of us do. We've given back so much to the community. And I think people just love being a part of that. So I actually think that the culture has improved because, because now they understand like, okay, it's not just Anthony. It's the team. It's AB Fitness Center. It's what we do for the community. So my dog actually just recently passed away. So we're doing um, a donation drive for the shelters uh, in the local area. I have over 700 pounds of dog food at my house. And at, at the gym, I mean, 700 pounds of dog food. I'm not even lying. Of a whole animal food, dogs, cats, whatever. Yeah, it's nuts. The outpouring of people that have and every single person in the gym has, whenever I go in there and they see me, they I can't believe this because I have everything piled up in the gym. It's just, I think that everyone understands that they're not just part of, okay, this is my trainer. It's like, no, this is my place. And I actually think that the culture has actually improved a significant amount. So the one thing we talk a lot about in Mastermind is, you know, the planning. So we just got done with the yearly planning and you're looking at, you know, your five-year, 10-year vision. So what are, if, whatever you're willing to share, what, what is the vision for AB Fitness a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now? Well, within the next year, I would definitely love to have another facility that's on my mind. I already have my equipment here. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I kind of, I like to, I'm very smart with my money. So I invested in some equipment a little at a time. Whenever there's a little bit of profit left over, I save, I buy some equipment. So I'm looking to open up the next facility within the next year. And I would love to have 
four more uh, before the next five years or so. And I could see myself overseeing that, elevating, again, like talking about elevating my team, having my other two trainers oversee a lot of this stuff and pull them out of the training. So now they're kind of in my shoes where they're not doing as much and they're kind of overseeing things. And uh, I could see us really giving back a lot more to the community and just being a vital part of, um, like I said, just, just preaching the good word of fitness and helping a lot of people out doing that. That's awesome, man. Any advice, any advice you have for, uh, for young entrepreneurs out there, someone who was in your shoes, you know, when you were working 70 hours a week, you know, what, what, any, any, anything come to the top of your mind or something that you would, any, any advice you'd give out? Yeah. Don't go to chop with Tom. <laughs> for those of you that don't know this story, right? So I take Tom to chop and he's so, he's never been there before. So he's totally confused on what to order. Yeah, I, I had to sit down well, with the guy, I had to explain the whole story to him. You forget, um, you forget that I edit the podcast. So I'll, I'll make sure. <laughs> so for those, for everyone listening, we spent 25 minutes. Him and you guys were at the counter, like so confused. It was a salad, man. Just, just put the stuff in the bowl. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, no, no seriousness though. Tom's a great guy. I just love him bust his chops. But um, any advice, you know, find a good mentor. Find someone that you can relate to, that you can understand their message if they speak to you in a certain way and see what they have to offer you. Listen to everything and don't shut yourself into a box where you think you know everything. Because like I said, you know, when I joined the group, I'm like, I, I do one-on-one. None of this crap is going to work. You know, and it wasn't until I got out of that mindset and I said, I got to try something else. I want to be more profitable. I want to grow. I got to try. So trying new things, not being afraid to try new things is extremely important. But finding a good mentor, someone who you could kind of look up to and emulate a little bit and uh, not being afraid to, to try things. Like I said, always be learning. Really always be learning. So, so let me, well, I don't want to pat Vince on the back. He's not, he's not here. He's not in the room. So we can talk a lot of shit about him, but. But he's never in the room. Yeah, he's never. He's he's worse than you as far as not working. But what what, what was it? Here's the truth. Like you're you're probably like me. Like you go on Facebook, and you're in the fitness world, and you're getting targeted. I mean, I get more ads for fitness marketing, for fitness oh sales technique, for all that stuff. So how do you, how did you sort through it? Like what's what stood out when you talked to Vince when you when you when you saw this group? Like how is this different? I think that it's confusing. There's so much stuff out there as far as fitness business. So, so why, why did you choose Vince as your mentor? Like, what was different about it? Well, I'm a podcast guy. I used to have a big podcast on iTunes. And um, I'm a podcast guy. I like podcasts. I get, like I said, always be learning. I, I love to learn. So listening to podcasts always helped. I listened to a couple of podcasts. I'm like, all right, this guy has no idea what he's talking about. But, you know, <laughs> he's a local guy in New Jersey. So I'm like, he, he had mentioned on one of the podcasts that he was doing, um, some type of seminar, whatever it was. And um, I think it was the mentorship or something like that. So I'm like, all right, it's local, it's in Jersey. I want to learn. I'll just go. And I went and I listened to the things he said. And I'm like, I think I could actually grow this into a business. And here I am today. So I think that what was different about Vince was, well, one, honestly, to be honest, he was local to me. He was local. He wasn't just some random guy on the internet that was thousands of miles away that I'd have to travel to to go listen to. Um, so he was local to me. I liked what he said. I, lo- I love the fact that he still has a gym. I think that that's extremely important. And uh, yeah, and I like the message. I, everything he said resonated with me and everything that he was putting out marketing-wise, whatever, all made sense. So it was just kind of like the next logical step for me at that moment in time. Awesome, man. You don't, are you going to Orlando or are you just going to take your uh, – you're probably the type of guy who's going to take your, your 
business owner of the year and just like dip out and like not show up anymore and just kind of mail it in from here? Are you like not coming? <laughs> are you like not coming to the meetings anymore? Of course I am, man. I don't need to. No, I'll be in Orlando. Of course I'll be in Orlando. All right. All right. I'll buy, I'll buy you a drink when we're down there, man. AB, man, thank, right, you. Awesome. You- hey, thank you for your time, brother. I know you're super busy doing nothing all day now. So, <laughs> so I'm going to let you get back to doing nothing at your house. But no, dude, I, I appreciate your time, man. It's, it's awesome to see the growth that you've had. You're, you're a great dude. So you're doing huge things. Every time, like you said, the stuff in the community, it's awesome. So, so uh, thank, you for, thank you for coming on the podcast, man. I appreciate it. Uh, Tom, man, thank you for having me. And for anyone listening to this, you know, just take all the advice that everyone in this podcast has given you and just take it into action. You don't have to spend $1 to take action on the things that you hear. And trust me, your business will 10x just from that alone. So if people, take the advice that these guys are giving you. If people, want to, if people want to actually see inside of this 1,000 square foot ATM machine that's pumping out, that's, pump, that's training all these people, how do, how do people get a hold of you? If people want to ask you uh, personal questions, how, how does someone get a hold of you? What's the best way? Yeah, you guys can just reach out to me, I guess, on Instagram. I mean, you could type my name in anywhere, Facebook, whatever, it'll pop up. But Instagram, it's at AB Fitness. Um, so it's pretty simple. Can't forget that, AB Fitness. And, man, I appreciate, I appreciate your time, brother. Have a great day. No problem, Tom. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, check out the six-week client surge. Starts February 4th. Everything you need for marketing for your fitness business. It's an online course. You get personal access to Vince Gabriel himself. Click the link in the show notes. If you sign up before January 1st, you get a discount. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.